From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Deuteronomy 31 Vayelech Forsaken In this week's portion of the Torah, Moshe tells the Jewish people not to be afraid because God will not release you from his covenant, nor will he forsake you. Moshe repeats these very words to Yahushua, saying, He will not release you, nor will he forsake you. But then just a few lines later, God himself testifies that after Moshe is gone, the people will stray. And as a result of their straying, he says, I will forsake them. What is going on here? First, Moshe said that God would not forsake the Jewish people. But then God said that he would. How are we to reconcile this apparent contradiction? To answer this question, look closer at their complete statements. Moshe said, Hashem, your God, it is he who goes before you. He will not release you, nor will he forsake you. Then Hashem said, This people will raise up and stray after the gods, and it will forsake me, and annul my covenant that I have sealed with it. And I will forsake them, and I will conceal my face from them, They will say that day, Is it not because my God is not in my midst that these evils have come upon me? But I will surely have concealed my face because of the evils that they did. If we look at these events as a cause and effect, it is easier to understand what is happening. Moshe warned the Jewish people that it is God who goes with them and that they should not forsake him. But God said that they would deny that God was in their midst, and instead they would go after false gods. Denying God breaks the covenant and forsakes him. It takes two parties to maintain the covenant, but only one to break it. Even if only one party breaks it, it is broken. Straying after the gods of the nations obviously dissolves the covenant. In fact, if God did keep his end of the covenant, even after the Jewish people broke their end of it, then this would send the wrong message. They would think that their worship of idols was all right. So to properly guide them, God must give back to them whatever they do. Since they forsook God, God had to forsake them. But even here in such an obvious breach of trust by the Jewish people, God did not remove himself from them. He simply hid himself. And then when troubles rightfully come to them, they will say, Is it not because my God is not in my midst that these evils have come upon me? This is not a statement of repentance, but simply more idolatry. They were denying that God is everywhere, and were saying that all these troubles came to them only because God was not in their midst even when they saw that their strain did not work. They were trying to justify what they were doing. Despite these terrible sins, God did not withdraw from among them, but merely hid his face even further. And this is what sin does. Sin does not remove God from the sinner, nor does it disconnect the sinner from God. It does not even distance the sinner in the slightest way from God, because God is always everywhere. Sin hides his revealed presence from the sinner even further than it was before the sin. If his presence were not hidden, there would be no sin. Who would sin while seeing God is right there looking down at him? Therefore, he hides himself in order to give us free will. But then, when we sin, he hides himself even more. 
So we see that Moshe's statement that God will not forsake us was true, as long as we did not forsake him. But if we break the contract, not only will it be broken from our side, but the sin will cause it to be broken from his side too. Moshe cannot enter. In this week's portion of the Torah, Moshe is about to die. He was not allowed to bring the children of Israel into the Holy Land. But why couldn't Moshe enter the land of Israel? Certainly no one loved this land more than he did, and who, if anyone, did more to bring the Jewish people there? Surely he deserved to go up into the land. We know about the episode when Moshe hit the rock instead of speaking to it. But was that such a great sin? And even if it was, God forgave the Jewish people for the sin of idolatry, so certainly could forgive Moshe for hitting the rock. Really, there is a deeper reason as to why Moshe was not allowed to enter the land. When Moshe was with us, we were much stronger. We were a spiritually higher people. Had Moshe brought us up into the land, there would have been such great merit that our eventual exile could not happen. We see the same thing much later when King David was not allowed to build a temple. Some say the reason this privilege was withheld from him was because of all the blood that he had to shed in his battles throughout his lifetime. But this is not the real reason. The reason he was not allowed to build the temple was that Hashem knew that the temple was going to be destroyed in the future. Either Hashem would have to destroy the temple or he would have to destroy the people. Had David built the temple, its spiritual merit would have been so great that it could not have been destroyed. Then God's wrath would have had to have come against the people instead. God wants us to have free will. Free will means that whatever we do has to bring similar results back onto us. If we do things that require exile as the repercussions, and if exile was blocked, we would really not have free will. Had Moshe been allowed to bring us up into the land, the spiritual merit of that event would have elevated us to such a level that we could not have been exiled. We see from this that even terrible things that happen somehow also come for the good. There is one.com.